Welcome to this week's Progress with Unity podcast. We're sat here at the uh, BTL Book Cycle on a bright and sunny evening, and I've got Dan to my right. How are you doing, Dan? Right, Barry. All right. Rob? Hello, Barry. Mick? Good evening. Adam? Hello. Sai? Hi, Baz. And Paul? How are you doing? Deja vu is where I'm doing. Deja vu. We've not got Gareth with us tonight because he's in sunny Spain. Dirty. No, he's not dirty. What is Dan. It's Spain. Listen, you wouldn't say this to his face if he was sat here, so let's not be giving him some grief just because he's enjoying himself on San Miguel. <laughs> For the listeners at home, it's an in-joke. Right. Oh, I Anyway. we start again now. For that, Dan, you can do Gareth's stats. Thank you. We're going to have a look back at the commentary game the first thing we're going to do this evening. Okay. Okay, Dan. Can I have two takes at this? No, just the one. Okay. The stats for Wigan Athletic versus Coventry at the DW Stadium on Saturday. Latics had 64% possession, whereas Coventry had 36 Latics six attempts, Coventry seven, and both teams had four on target. Latics had seven corners, Coventry four. Wigan six fouls committed to 16 of Coventry. Nasty, nasty Coventry. Coventry had two yellows, Latics zero, and there were no reds. But the most important stat of all, Latics one, Cov nil. Before we go any further, what we'll do now, we'll, we've got this week, we've got two off the territory reports. We've got Paul and we've got Sai, and they're both well worth a listen. So let's have a listen to these two off the territory reports. Well, it's Paul here. I've just got home, so I'll do a straight off the terrace. Um, even first half, second half, we deserve winners. Um, great cross for the goal um, from Stephen Warnock. Great finish from Will Grigg. Um, that put it 1-0. And the penalty from East End 8, he looked maybe a little bit late to go down, but um, clearly the ref and the linesman both saw it from a lot closer than I was and they gave it. <clears throat> Very easy to be critical of a penalty kick that doesn't go in. Um, it's one of these things that a lot of people will, uh, will have a go at him for being casual. If he's casual and he puts it on the other side, he scores, he makes the keeper look like an idiot and everybody's raving about it. Um, it's one of those decisions where you just have to let the player do what he does and he scored the ones that count if you're going to miss a penalty miss it when you win 1-0 um, four points clear at the top other results going our way you cannot ask for any more of this team this manager and this club um, the only thing you could ask more of was the referee who gave stuff to them that shouldn't have been the particular ones that stand out at the moment was a handball in the first half where they had a break um, no at the start of the second half it was sorry where they had a break um, guy basically um, used his bicep which as far as I'm aware is part of your arm um, and against the rules and Joe Cole shouldn't have finished the game simple as that um, even if you take the old Graham Pole three yellow cards for a sending off standard he should not have finished the game but you cannot argue top of the league four points clear up the tips cheers for that Paul uh, let's have a listen to Simon's now straight off the terrace report for Wigan versus Coventry at the DW Stadium final score finished Wigan Athletic 1 Coventry City 0 um, and as the score suggests it was just a competent business like Workman-like performance, really. Um, went in, got the job done. Not the prettiest of wins, but you know, Ian Holloway once said that he can go out 
sometimes you might pull, you might not pull the prettiest looking girl and it was one of those games really, it was just a a 1-0 win, 3 points, top of the league, 4 points clear, not much more you can ask for really, I hope they're ticks. Go. Cheers for that uh, Si, yeah excellent, um, two very honest off the tennis there I think, uh, both saying exactly the same thing, points what mattered. Succinct yeah. as well yeah. Succinct, yeah. yeah. Uh, the penalty kick though, Paul. I personally, I thought it was a shocker. But well, I, I, yeah. I thought it was a dodgy decision in the first place. I didn't think he'd get it because he, he, he seemed to be a bit slow going down. Um, it always does look a shocker if you if you just pitch up and belt a penalty. Nobody's going to shout at you if you belt it half down the middle. It's not the best way of taking a penalty. Not best way of taking a penalty is put it out the keeper's reach. He's put he's put him in the top corner, aren't they? Yeah. The ones he scored. Yeah. So yeah. How many has he scored? Pardon? Penalty is five, I think. And how many has he missed? Mm. Two. Two, no. Yeah. But the two that he's missed haven't cost us anything. The ones that he scored have got to pick us points up. Mm. He likes going to that right and uh, mm. Um, mm. keeper's left. Was he trying to fake the goalkeeper out and send him the other way? Because there was no power at all on it and the placement wasn't that great. So the only thing I can think of is he thought the goalkeeper was going the other way. And if you can do that, you don't need to hit it hard. You just need to make sure you don't miss. I think the thing it is not 1974 World Cup finals where you can just chip the keeper. Yeah. Those days are gone. Yeah, but you've got to put your laces to it. You don't do a Chris Waddle, do you, and stick it in the stands? Oh, it's true. It is. That what like, like you mean on one of his other occasions when he missed a penalty this season? Mm. Right. And I, I'm sorry, I'm with Barry on this one. I don't. I think. With a penalty, it's 90% in the, in the taker's favour. If a keeper saves it, then brilliant to that keeper. But you sh no player, no professional footballer should be missing a penalty, I'm sorry. He didn't miss it. It's like, a go it's like, it's like golfers it. with six inches. David Bassey, Chris Waddle, Gareth Southgate. You won't be, you won't be criticised. Will Grigg. Yeah, like uh, Wigan at Wembley against Arsenal only two years ago. You Gary know. Caldwell. Yeah, thank you, Gary. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we get to join on, on uh, Will Grigg, who is on fire. Defences are terrified. Yeah, that. Uh, that was his 21st league goal of the season that he, that he banged in. Second in the goal scoring charts. Uh, absolutely superb. Um, Coventry. I, I was a little bit disappointed with them. I thought they were going to be a bit better. I don't understand why we playing Armstrong on the wing. That was. Uh, Shocker for me. Uh, it should be through the middle. Especially on that. I'm glad he did because it was a quiet game, wasn't it? Yeah. Especially on that wing where Donovan Daniels absolutely just covered him for the whole game. He mm. beat him once that I counted, and on that occasion, I think Pierce it was came across and dealt with it anyway. So they did play very wide, didn't they? With the, there was like they had nobody in the middle. They had two forwards, all getting touch lines almost. Mm. And then they brought mm. Sir Mark Antoine on, didn't they? And, oh. uh, <laughs> The club was divided, weren't they, between oh, yeah. booing and this in? I weren't divided. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean? Boo or hiss? Because he's had a few boos and well, had a bit of hissing. He's not going to score, so it was a blessing, really. Yeah. Well, well I, somebody behind me said, Oh, he's, go oh, he's come on, he's going to score against us. There's more chance of our 32 scoring a goal than theirs. The crowd were very undecided whether they booed or they hissed, <laughs> and that's because he was one half of the dynamic duo of boo and hiss. Yeah. And we've had both of them down here in the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, but if boo and hiss had been playing together for Latics last season, as I said often last season, we wouldn't have got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Yodel. 
Not so sure about that. No, not I'm so not. Sure. Paul mentioned Joel Cole, who was lucky yeah. to be on the pitch. Uh, the other one for me was Gail Bigger Amana, their centre mid. He got taken off. <laughs> Um, I think he was lucky. He, I think they took you off before he got a sent yeah. off, didn't they? Yeah, yeah he was. He was. He might be a Premier League player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Premier League with Newcastle. Yeah, saying that. Well, doesn't uh, mean much. Enough said. Enough said. Just two things that I missed on me on me post match there. Kick off. Um, the through <laughs> ball for the goal and the dummy to send it yeah. through, and the I fact that they were on it. Power, yeah. And the fact that Warnock was reading it and knew it was coming. It was class Warnock on Saturday. Bamboozled. You know, when we were lining up at the start of the game, obviously, because the back, Wigan back line is directly in front of where we sit, we were looking at that, and one of, one of the lads who stands near was said, You know, I don't know, look a bit iffy at the back. And it was, you know, like the general consensus was, We look okay on the left hand side, but it's on the right hand side probably where we'll, we'll suffer. With Daniels today. and Barnes. But yeah, I think both of them were outstanding on Saturday. In fact, game of the all four. That back four on Saturday, um, I think, established the win for us. From the point of view of nothing was going to get past them. And I think that gave the lads in front of them the confidence because there was a, there was a point in... They had the seven attempts on target, more than we had. Yeah, no, but look four at where some of them attempts were from, though. And, four on uh, What times they came. Like, for instance, there was one, with one of the moves broke down in the, in the first half. And it was Daniels who broke away from just out, from the box with the ball. And there was only one man in front of him. And we were defending so deep. And I think it was once they got the confidence in the back four to move forward, that's when I think we started actually uh, dominating the game. Mm. But that's just my thoughts anyway. I thought Marcy played well to uh, the midfielders, yeah. three midfielders. They just lost this, this division, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they dominate every midfielder player. They're brilliant. Mm. Excellent, yeah, excellent. So, good, good three position. points. Yeah. Res- results went our way, also, didn't they? Sam Morsey, he's the secret to promotion. Well, we'll, we'll come to that in a minute. Five wins in a row. Yeah, five wins in a yeah. row. Four points clear. <laughs> uh, we're now halfway to thirty. Yeah, we're now uh, nine points ahead of Walsall in third place. Who uh, won on Tuesday night away at Gillingham. Um We're nine points off securing promotion. Do, Whatever anybody else does, if we get nine points, we're promoted. Okay, Pro- we're already promoted. Well, we, people yeah. going, oh, it's not sale. No, it is. It, it is. It is. It's done and dusted. I think it is too. Uh, There's no way though. Well, mathematically, another nine points, no matter what anybody else does, and we're up. Southend potentially promoted. By Southend, yeah. Southend. I mean, that would be a good good day to. Uh, yeah. But if we celebrate. if we get three, if we get three points on Saturday, and the other teams around us don't then we could actually secure it against Burton away. Yeah, well we'll come to them in, in a minute because we're going to re- review both the Burton and the Doncaster games in, in a little while. Uh, so this team that we've got at the moment, uh, this 2016 side, is uh, it's smashing some pots into it. It's doing well. Smashing the league, Barry, with it 100 is. points. Well, I mean, we 80 something points. No, well, we're going to be on 95 points, haven't we? If, if we follow Simon's little formula. We, we are, we're, we're smashing it, we're, we're far, I think we're throwing away the best side in it, head and shoulders. Uh, but, comparatively speaking, Paul, how, do, how does this team, is that a big word now? Speak, yeah, speak it. All right. <laughs> how, does this, how does this team 
uh, hold up to the 2003 team? Well, have you I've, got some stats for us? And stuff? Well, I, I have had a look at some bits. I'm just wondering, you know, the, the obvious question: if you were to pull a team together from both sides, which of the current team would get in it, and which of the 2003 team would you put in it? Bearing in mind that they picked up their hundred points, and if you compare the two teams as they stand. They were 12 clear of crew with five games left, so pretty much done and dusted. We're four clear of Burton with five left in, in, in this particular vintage. Nine points this season behind where the 2003 lot were in in their season. So, you know, opening it to the floor. So and both teams played Burnsley in the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the 2003 team, they had an extra six months as a team because Ellington came in to, uh, well they came in March didn't they because that's when the, the uh, transfer market shut in them days uh, but we made a couple of signings in, in, in January as well that year so they had a bit longer together this team's brand new from the start of this campaign yeah, I, I think not many of this team get into that even being would you not? I, I don't think so no I think There's only one if you're looking at goalkeeper that's probably where I'd go you probably I know with Yasko like coming towards I know, yeah, that's what I mean. With Yasko yeah. coming towards the end of his career, I'd put Farlan in. Yeah. Jackson, Dezu. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Pierce and Morgan, not getting anywhere near yeah. them two. No. Not at all. Baines, McCulloch, Ellington, Kavner, I think he joined towards the end of that season, did, did he not? Or yeah. was he the season after? Well, no, it was, it was, yeah. It was that season, yeah, yeah. one of the last jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so. There's yeah. not many what get in it probably, for me. Probably Morsey. What about Pella? Young lad, 22 year old, dynamic in midfield. We had Bullard as well, didn't we? Bullard. So I don't, I don't see. What I about Brick? Goals. Doesn't get Ellington, one, does he? Ellington has just lost him to bed. Right, do you, want some, do you want some stats how the two sides compare? Yeah. Yeah. Right, 2003 team. On seven occasions they bagged three goals across the whole season. Bear in mind this lot have still got five games to go. This lot, I've done that ten times, with eight wins and two three apiece draws. They've also bagged four on one occasion and five on two occasions. They are goals clear of the 2003 side. Mm. And if you take the 18 games that have been played since the turn of the year, one ten, drawn six, lost two, 36 points. This lot. Won eleven, drawn seven, lost none, forty points since the turn of the year. Do you know what I think the difference is? And I, I'll, be, I'll be perfectly honest here. I think the, 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 the difference is the manager. I think. I think Corwell is the better manager. Well, I looking at that, that would say so. But I, you know, I've spent days arguing with people about how negative Corwell is across the city, and, and they've got bags more goals. You know they. The 2003 team scored 68 goals in the season. This lot have scored 71, and they've got five games mm. left to go. Football's changed as well, hasn't it? But I mean, you might say this season we've thrown a lot of money at it. That season we threw exactly. even more money at yeah, it, didn't we? Because yeah. we had a bigger yeah. budget. Yeah, yeah. In compar- in, relatively speaking, we've paid one million pound this year for That's one right. player. We paid one million for Tony Dinning. We paid a million for Nathan Ellington. There's two million pound there on two different players. That's just sprung. And, that, and that's head. not off the top Wages yeah. were massive as well. Jimmy Bullard, yeah. he You're went from zero inflation there. Seven hundred and fifty quid a week to, to two and a half grand. 
at Latix. <laughs> That's a fair 13, question. 13 years ago. Some of our players now are not on two and a half grand play, playing in this yeah. team. That's why some of them left. Sorry, sorry. sorry yeah, so and, and, and then the only other thing that I've, I, <laughs> I mean, in terms of goal scoring, this lot with five games to go are already ninth in the league goal scoring charts for Latics as a league team. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Have you got clean sheets there, Paul? Um, I've, oh, got, I've, only got, I've got clean sheets between the two competitive sides since Christmas, which was eight clean sheets apiece. Yeah. But again, this lot I've got. I, I think I know that's comparison. I've had 19 for the season, I think. Yeah, I don't have yeah, six, six, eight of our last seven home games. Clean sheet. Yeah. Um, and if anybody's got any doubts about whether or not this lot can do it, the current top six. If you just look at fixtures between um, 2016, the current top six would be Wigan Athletic played 18, 40 points. Barnsley played 17, 38 points. Bradford played 19, 36 points. Millwall, 18 with 35 points. Rochdale, 18 with 30 points. Scunthorpe, 17 with 28 points. So our, our main rivals are being... Conspicuously absent yeah, from that list. Burton and Walsall. Yes. And the bottom of that list is 12 points behind us. We're on 40 at the top. Scunthorpe is the sixth best team in the league since... Well, New Year. 28 points. Mm. If you've got... I tell you what, if anybody's got any doubts as to whether or not this lot will get over the line, forget it. August, September, they picked up 15 points. October, November, it was 19. December, January, 18. February, March, 22. And they're on six already for April. We've been getting better as well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Well, we all said it at the start. It's the season we'll grow into, and that's exactly what we've done. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've blended, and then we've plugged the gaps and strengthened the weaknesses, you know, we're talking... Stephen Warnock's come in, he's a better left back than we've had all season, he's just looked a class apart. You know, Wabara's, I, I mean, he didn't play on Saturday because Daniels did, but, you know, again, he showed that's both. Will Shutt, Yannick, Cole Clough, Morse, they've all added something somewhat. They'll, they'll get up, I've no doubt. So, about going back now to would we have any of the 2003 lot, would we get into this team? Are we still saying yes? <laughs> I think. I, 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 <laughs> Do you think Colwell would have managed them differently? I think you've got to look at which players would have fitted into Caldwell's um, way of playing. This I think Allington would have done. I think Allington was right saying. Yeah. You see, I think, uh, that, that team was brilliant for watch, wasn't it? Yeah. That, I mean, th this one is good, but I think the other one had a bit more of an edge watching-wise. It, it was a lot pacey. Yeah, that was Teal. it. They move, they, for me, they moved the ball a bit quicker as well. There's a lot of uh, one-nils in there, though. Yeah, I'd say yeah. this current team scores. I mean, I've got the full, I've got the full list there. If anybody, I'd say this current team scores. Uh, yeah, the better goals. That's, there's not many what get in for me. But. But, but when you look at the numbers with five games to go, and then if you look at their numbers again at the end. Then again, it's nostalgia yeah. as well. Uh, it is, and, yeah. And goes, exactly. Goes when you look back at this team in yeah. three or four years, you'll be like, whoa, they bossed that dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we let a player go the season before that, 
and he, he returns to the club two seasons after who would have walked in both both of them Harry De Zouk yeah. mm. he would have walked into that team and this team I think he's probably the centre half whoever else. for everything right. whoa whoa hang on a minute no more Right, let's I, move I on. I was excellent yeah. that, Paul. Excellent. Oh, some <laughs> basis of a cracking article there as well. Are you suggesting some answers? Well, some really good stats there. Submit it to the 12th man. Uh, <laughs> well, talking, talking, I mean, we've, we've spoken there about um, the, the, the legend sign, uh, the, some of the, you know, the 2003 legend sign. I've got to uh, remind everybody that on the 13th of May, there is a Latix Legends team playing against the Dutch Masters up at Ashton Town. Ashton Town, Dan, have I got it right this time? Ashton Athletic. Ashton Town, it is, Barry. Ashton Town. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying that. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to do an announcement tonight of two players who are going to be in the Latix Legends team. We already have John Filan, Nathan Ellington, Sharpe, Bar uh, Stuart Barlow, Bobby Martinez, Graham Jones, the one and only Paul Sharner, Big Emil Esquette and Chris Kirkland. Uh, also tonight, we're going to announce that Ian Kilford is going to be in there, so it's good to see Killer back. And I think this is an absolute gem uh, of a signing, a real coup. Michael Brownie Brown, Michael Brown, will be playing, fresh from the uh, terraces at PSG where he was spotted last yes. weekend. Yeah, so uh, he's going to be there Break, as well. Breaking some legs. Yeah. So tickets for this event are available, and it is only one month off. So they're available from the Latix ticket office or through the Latix website and get your e-ticketing done. And don't forget the exciting audience with the evening before, when yours truly will be doing a quiz after <laughs> uh, Paul Shiner and Ari Dizou have answered questions from the floor and talked about their experiences at the Latix and wherever else they've been top of a mountain with Shana isn't it anyway let's move on who's played for the Dutch Masters who's played for the Dutch Masters is Harry Dizou Denny Lanzat Vesterveld Vesterveld yeah Sanders Vesterveld Schmitz George Schmitz George Sweet Feet Schmitz yeah Sweet Feet Schmitz that's a that's a isn't it him used to play at Rangers oh Van Dyke Van Dyke yeah yeah Michael Mould what's his Poppins Mike yeah. throwing in the gag. Yeah. Yannick. Who? Yannick. Yannick. No, I, I don't think Mick. I don't think Van Gogh is is available. Is he not? I, I so I hear. Hey, 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 hey. That's not finished. Anyway, <laughs> Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Yeah. No, no. Salford Van Eye is coming instead. Hurtful. Hurtful. Van Renten. John Claude Van Damme. He's Belgian. I'm not telling him. He no. thinks he's Dutch. Pardon? He speaks Dutch. It does. I think we're speaking Dutch at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. Around your room. Let's move on. Doncaster Saturday. Yeah, I've, I've not been to the new stage, so I'm looking forward to this. Has anybody been to the yeah. new stage? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I've been to Bellevue. Yeah, Bellevue. Bellevue next to near the race course. It's yeah. very, very compact and bijou. Yeah, it was good compared from we got beat 3 you know, last time we were Well, that's what we want this time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've got, the referee is uh, Kevin Johnson from Western Supermoor. He was actually penciled in to refers at Colchester where we drew three apiece, but uh, he, he didn't. He was a no-show that day, so I don't know what, what all that was about. Let's hope he doesn't have a Western Super. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> He's done 29 games, 83 yellows and a red, and this will be his first Latics game. We've previously met Doncaster, 
32 charge, so there's been a lot of lot of meetings down the years, and it's pretty even, if I, if I must say. 12 wins for the Latics, 11 to Donny, and 9 draws. Uh, we've not fared too well recently against them, have we? We drew another piece this season down at the DW. The last time we played them before this season was in the Championship, we drew down here, didn't we? Two apiece, and we got a bit of a tapering at their place. We did that. Alright, uh, the top scorer is Andy Williams. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Just too good to be true. It is, yeah. Uh, and he's got 14 for the season, which is quite, quite good. Darren Ferguson's the manager of Doncaster. He's a shocking manager. Absolute shocker. Uh, they're on a terrible run of form. They've no wins in the last 16, 12 of which have been defeats. Oh. Uh, I know a Bury season ticket holder we went watching on Saturday, and he said... Uh, although very one one nil, he thought Doncaster were very good. Very good. Very first good. game of season, very good. first home game of the season. I'm very surprised where they are because I thought they one of the best teams that have shown up this season. Well, he said they play good football, and I seem to recall they, they, they were like a footballing team, weren't they? Why oh, did they expect chess? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Bury came and played all in wrestling, didn't they? Well, Coventry tried that on Saturday. It's like it's like any other team. What they do is you sort of who's your ref? What's what's he into? What what's what's he going to be giving cards for? And Coventry capitalised on the fact that he would not put his hand in his bloody pocket. And other teams have done that to us this season. Yeah, they tend to like a lot, don't they? I think the thing is with Wiltshire, he gets brought down three or four times in the first ten ten minutes, and he gets it tired. If they if they just issue a card straight away. Then nobody's gone near him again. Yeah. Well, they go near him, but they, they wouldn't because they're just kicking, don't they? They just yeah. bring him down. Sai, have you got some odds for this game, please? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Odds, some. Um, obviously, there's no point doing title odds because we're uh, favourites and whatever. Well, I was at forty-four to one. I saw. On, yeah. And five hundred to one on for promotion. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous now. Yeah. So, Doncaster are seventeen to four. The draw fourteen to five, and the Latics are three to four to win. Uh, gone for three goal scorers. Greg four to one. You know he's the favourite. Week in week out, keep it going. McElhaney thirteen to two, and Yannick at seven to one. Bucky's don't think it's going to be any more, anything else but a Latics win score wise as well. Uh, one nil, you can get six to one, which isn't a bad price. Six to one. Two nil sevens and four nil thirty to one. Right, let's have some uh, predictions and what have you, Dan? What have you, Dan? Come what on. have we? Hmm, well, I think it's going to be a bit closer than recent games. What, closer than 1-0? <laughs> <laughs> well, you do know that the Coventry game, even though it only finished 1-0 to us, it was a very comfortable game, really. It should have been like 3 or 4-0. But I think this is going to be a little bit tighter, especially if they score first, which I think will happen. But I still think we'll win. I still think we'll win 3-1 <laughs> and open up. A greater gap at the top. That's one. Is that okay? Wrong information. Yeah, uh, the onus is on Doncaster to come out, get a result because the the league position. They need a win. I know they're pretty much down, but they'll be coming at us, which I think is massively, massively going to suit us. Um, we get teams coming down here for defending. That's why we're sort of winning one 0 at home, and we're smashing teams away. I think it'll suit us. I think we'll get an early goal. It's only going to go one way. This is going to be. I think we're going to go for another. It's we're going to get five again. I think. 
Mick? I think it's going to be very hard to stop Wigan. It's like a juggernaut in it at the moment, Wigan. We're, we're slowly but surely chugging along there and just getting the right results. I think Doncaster are going to be a lot more formidable than we're giving them credit for. Um, they're, going to, they're going to come out fighting because it's, it's one of these games, in it? They've got to get something out of it. Respectability for them to draw, and I think we might just edge it. I'm not going to give a score. Because uh, we've won every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we've we've done our arts since I've stopped trying to predict a score. Um, but I do predict a Wigan win. Excellent, mate. Adam? Uh, I think the first goal is going to be really important because obviously they're fighting for their lives. I mean, they're about eight points that is off safety. Eight so points, yeah. This is their last chance saloon for them. If they get the first goal, I think it'll be a lot harder for us. But an early goal, and I think we'll batter them. And I think we'll batter them. 3 0. <laughs> Um, pretty much like everyone else I think we'll get going early on um, fancy Greg to overtake a Jose at the top of the goal scoring charts this weekend as well you know with a brace or maybe a hat trick so I'm going to go for a 4-0 Wigan win feed the Greg mm-hmm. Paul you've put me last haven't you so I've got to just keep you know the, the ante's got to be oh, up but, so 7 <laughs> I, I, I've said it I've said it for the record quite, the record yeah, breaks somewhere we'll break a record ok and if you want to guarantee a win I know how to do it it's going to yeah. be Blackpool then. you play Sam Morsey from beginning to end because every time he's played a full game the six games he's played a full game we've won them all we've got draws when he's had to come on as a sub or gone off and I've got sense or got sense <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he we'll plays all speak. the game every game he's started and walked off at the end We've got three points in. Sam Morsey. Well, Doncaster are eight points behind Shrewsbury, who were in the last safety place, which is quite surprising considering where they were when we played them a couple of weeks back. They were quite, quite comfortable. Ish, yeah. Uh, but Shrewsbury's got a game in hand, so it's it's dice straight for Doncaster. And I agree, they're going to have to come at us. There's, they can't sit back; they're going to have to attack us. And I think they'll play into into our yeah. hands. Look at the record in the last ten. Just two draws and the rest were losses. Absolutely shocking. They're yeah. going to get hammered. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a, yeah, to a good day out. As long as we don't get nervous or anything. Uh, we've also B- B- Burton, Burton or Barnsley. Barnsley. On, on, who, were, who were pushing for that uh, last playoff place. They're only three points behind Gillingham. And... Uh, Walsall are at home to South End. Walsall are not very good at home. They're a better away team than us on an home side. So if we get the three points, it could set it up nicely for us. Well, we're going to be seven player on Saturday. Well, we could actually it, it could set it set it up for us to actually get promoted on Tuesday when we play away at Burton, which we'll come to in a moment. Mate, you wanted to come back in? Well, it was just that um, on the last time that I was sat uh, at my grandson's birthday party the other the other month. We bagged five, and on this Saturday, I will be at my other grandson's birthday, listening to it on the radio, so uh, who knows what we might get this week. Fair enough. Are you going to sit in the same seat? Is it uh, at the no, same place I've, No, party? it's a different venue, because oh, right. it's away this week, isn't it? Right, as I mentioned then, uh, so we're all super confident about Saturday. As I mentioned then, we've got a big game on Tuesday as well. Now, I know quite a few of us were the table going to that, and those that are not are trying to get their way down to the... Beanbag, we've got Burton Albion. I'm at the Beanbag. 
uh, Ahmed's uh, the Pirelli. Pirelli. Yeah. The Pirelli tires. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good night. Whatever happens, really, isn't it? Yeah. It will be a good night. Good so, here. <coughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we got Bernard uh, Albion away. Uh, the referee for the game is Simon Hooper. Well, He's had 37 games this season, 90 yellows, two reds. His three previous latest games, QPR away in 2013-14, in we lost 1-0. Reading at home last season, we won 1-0, and Derby at home last season, which we lost 2-0. So we've won one and lost two within being there. Uh, we've played Burton how many times? 27. We've played them twice. Oh. Oh, yeah. We've lost them both. Oh, oh yeah, last, yeah, last last yeah. season. So we own, we own, and this season is our season for <coughs> the Voodoo's as well. This is a little bit surprising for we Burton. The top scorer is Aikens with eight goals. Yeah, because um, what's his face went to keep the island. How many did he have? About eleven, I think. When he left. Yeah. Yeah. El Kaya. 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 But Aikens invented the Aikens diet. It's like the Atkins diet, but without any tea. <laughs> and uh, Duffy, <laughs> Duffy's on eight goals. He looks a little bit of a decent player, that lad. I don't know. He, I think he's, he's he's made him. Take, he's come through come through the ranks last season, and he's established himself this season. And Bevan up front, he's been Still around a bit. He's cast yeah, Australian cricketer. Yeah. <clears throat> How are we going to do at Burton, Paul? How are we going to do at Burton? 2 0. 2 0. Away win. 3 0. Away win. 2 1. Mick? I think you're going to probably see the best game of the season for Latics. And I think you're going to see an absolute goal fest. So I'm actually going to say there's going to be six goals scored in that game. Right, OK. 4 2, that'd be real. <laughs> Rob? <laughs> been looking at Burton's own record, even though they've tapered off, they've still not lost for a while at home. But you go, you're going back to uh, early January, I think, whoever beat them. But they, they're looking alright at home. Uh, I think it's going to be a tight game, because I think they're going to be hanging on by the skin of the teeth for that second player, so they're going to make it difficult. They're not going to come at us. It's going to be like we're playing at home and they're coming away. It will be with the backing of the crowd and everything. We'll be making lots of noise. So we'll be like the home team, I think. I can see it being a boring, really boring nil-nil. But I'll take it because... Yeah, because then you can get promoted at home week after that. Well, despite what Rob says... I I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to absolutely well not trance them. I think it's going to be something like two nil. I I five one. I'm being told to say five one. So I'm going to change it to five one on the basis <laughs> on that basis. I've seen Burton play a few times this season on Sky Sports. We're miles miles way ahead of them, and if we don't win, I'll be very very surprised. Right, but Albion. Oh. We're a good side early season. They played very tight. There was only one games one 0 and then Jimmy Floyd Russell went left. They decided, what can we do? We'll bring the clown in. They brought in the clown, known as Nigel Clough, and he's destroyed the club. There's unrest behind in the dressing room. There's unrest on the terraces. I don't even think they'll get promoted. They're falling apart. We'll go there. We owe them because 
They did a smash and grab. They did a smash and, and grab on us, and, we, and, and the players copped a little bit of cop that night, and off, off mm. the, out of the terraces, because people were naturally disappointed. And I think they're going to kick their asses, mate. I really do think they're going to kick their asses. And I won't be surprised if, like Mick says, we do score a few goals against them there. And Rob, as well, you said, there was, did you say there was going to be six goals? No, you said there was I going said it was going to be nil nil. No, no, he's yeah. boring. It was you, mate. Boring, you said it was going to be six, six goals. Six goals in this. I, I, think, I think we're going, we're going to taste of them. I really yeah. do. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm buzzing for this. Yeah. I don't care what I do care what happens at Doncaster, but yeah. I'm really buzzing for this. I think we're going to go yeah. there and we're going to bash them. Barry, is this the title decider? No. no. I mean, no. not because I don't, think they, I don't think they're going to finish second. Well, will this decide the title for us if we win? You talk, yes. You're not talking title deciders, you're talking yes. title clinchers. The title's already decided. It's coming to us. Confidence. <laughs> The teams that are close to us have not picked points up since Christmas. They are close to us because they were way ahead of us. The only team doing anything in that top six is Bradford City, what Paul picked out the other week. They'll go up second. I think they will. I think they've got a great chance of catching. <coughs> Millwall in playoffs, they're in the top three. Don't, don't say it's safe, you're not sure. If Bradford go up, you're bound to have a playoff. Yeah, I love Bradford. I like it. I've seen Bradford, so I hope they do. Kez? Two right, two right. Belton, Belton. Let's go, Bradford. Right, are we all happy? Damn right, yeah. Are we buzzing? Yeah, yeah. Let's hope we're still buzzing this time next week when we reconvene or not. No, we will be, won't we? Yeah, super confident, super confident. Uh, anything happened this week that we need to talk about? Player of the season. Player of the season. I've got it here, written down with a question mark. Player of the season voting has just opened up on the official website and it's going to open up tomorrow on the Vital <coughs> Wigan website as well for the Alf Craig Trophy. So get get your votes in on both. Uh, who is the player of the season? Who's been our player? Who have we all voted? Have you voted? I've yeah, voted. I'm I'm voted. voted. It's a secret vote. I'm not confidential. <laughs> He's keeping it confidential. No, Richard O'Donnell's power. I've gone for Max Power too. Who have you gone for? Perkins. I'd go for Perkins. I haven't done it yet. Played the most minutes, been most consistent uh, being to the team. <clears throat> you've, got to, you've got to see the uh, the way the guy's on the field with other players as well. Even in downtime in the game, it's Kajolan and whatever. Well, have you gone for right. Max Power? Oh. I think he's surprised everyone and I think he's just uh, that extra bit of quality. I think he's been brilliant. Right. He brought something that Perkins hasn't, hasn't he? Yeah, well. he's been, he's he brought goals. Yeah, he's brought goals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Perkins. No, I, I, I was, I was <laughs> thinking. What starts the move when you get possession and Perkins yeah, is one of them who gets possession? Time, though, I no. couldn't split them. No, I'm not doing it. I couldn't split them. <laughs> I was looking at it thinking, yeah, yeah. Perkins of power, Perkins of power. And the only thing that swayed me to Max Power was the fact that he scored goals. Mm -hmm. That was it, there was nothing else. For me, they've, they've both been absolutely superb. Come on, Perks, have a shot. You've got five games left. Yeah, go on. I'll get, get a goal. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, 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 on the pitch. Yeah, 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 I tell you what, how good would it be if he seals, if he scores against Southend? Is it when we're at home that we can? Blast wheel away. He's going to do an hat trick at Blackpool. Four thousand on the pitch. Four thousand on the pitch. Yeah, extra tickets. Extra tickets. Yeah, extra tickets. That's written down here too. We've approached Blackpool and asked for extra tickets. No, they've only given us up to the halfway line, haven't they? They're not, they're, I don't know why they're, they're even stolen, on it? More money in the pocket. It's the police, police. Though, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But there's going to be loads of travelling anyway. You'd rather know where they were. Like, might as well have them all in one place. Well have them all in the grooms. And 
Yeah, all around Blackpool. That's what, yeah, that's that's what everybody's going to be around Blackpool after the game, though, isn't it? It's even that you pay for the That's the intention. That's the intention. Depending on, I need to speak to my travelling companion. We didn't buy tickets because he might be working, but he's not working. We'll do that. So that's a good option. £35, get a meal. You spend the centre on fish and chips, won't you? That's it. So an upgrade to £45 quid for a two course. <laughs> fish, chips, and peas. Yeah, yeah for starters. <laughs> peas. And candy floss for after. Yeah. Can eat with the ice. Candy, you. <laughs> Donuts. <laughs> Fried chips at Oyston. Mm. Is it Blackpool's last home? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it and is. Have, has there been any word leaking out about them doing a silly project? Yes, yes, yes. Ten thousand. They're open to us. It's due to arrive at the ground at full time. There is a very good chance the game will not be completed. Yeah, there's word on the street is they're running about giving all the tickets away to Wigan fans who yeah. want them. Yeah. Giving, yeah. I'm going to sell mine then. Yeah, giving, yeah. Some tickets now. <laughs> oh, well, didn't you all for night? Oh no, this was only decided. Sort of after all the tickets. Yeah, yeah. we've always liked them. Yeah. Before we do finish, Dan wants to just make a little announcement, and Simon does as well. So we'll go with Dan first. Go off you go, Dan. Thank you, Barry. Ladies first. My announcement is that the new Algon Latex fanzine <coughs> excuse me, is available for the South End game. That's next week at the South East Bridge. And you can get more info at algonlatics.co.uk slash fanzine, where you can also pre-order via the shop. And in there is an interview with Nicky Eden. And also I've got mm -hmm. an article, uh, Moments know. of the Season article. Oh, you've got one in as well? Uh, yeah, I'm the uh, Latic in question. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you can beat the last edition's Latics in question. Yeah, the lover. Just a lover, lover. <laughs> and that's my announcement. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I'd just like to announce on behalf of the Latics to Amsterdam uh, charity cycle to Amsterdam from London, um, supporting prostate cancer. It's the Glitter Ball, which is taking place on Friday, April 22nd at the DW Stadium. Uh, it's a Glitter Ball dinner dance with King Pleasure and the Biscuit Boys. And compare is BBC Radio's Alan Bezik. Uh, I think it's fifty pound, and all details can be found online. And ticket sales are ending soon. How do you compare a bike ride? <laughs> the night. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, good cause, isn't it? That yeah, like prostate cancer. Yeah, really good cause. What was that about biscuits? Yeah, the biscuit That's boys the were there dishing uh, out. Why are they not cycling <laughs> from Wigan? It's a bit of a cockpit, isn't it? <laughs> like London and then cycling. Are they going there on the bike though? Are they cycling down to London? I think they did last year. Yeah. Mm. Oh, anyway, yeah, fair enough. With that, uh, we're, we're knocking on the end though because we're running out of time. Uh, we've got Doncaster on Saturday. Andy Williams plays up from. We're nearly there. So let's have a bit of Andy Williams and nearly there. So it's a good night from me. Good night, night from us.
So oh. 